Welcome to The Catch-Up with me, Amanda. And me, Christina. We've been friends for the last 15 years, so have plenty to talk about. That's right. Join us as we chat about food, skincare, travel and current affairs. So let's begin our catch-up. Hey, Amanda. So last time when we recorded about recent TV shows we watched, I forgot to mention a reality TV show that I recently finished. It was called Marriage or Mortgage. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yep. Two big decisions in life. (laughs) Yeah. So it's this couple that have to decide if they're going to use that payment to get married or use it as a damn payment. (laughs) Oh, Oh, okay. That's a tough one. I didn't watch any reality TV shows based on marriage that they were that difficult. The one I really liked was Married at First Sight Australia. Oh. Yeah, it was that sort of whole science experiment of matching couples um, and, you know, basing on what, you know, the experts knew about them and saying you should be the perfect fit and then putting them into the experiment to see if they actually did like each other. So, Yeah. That was a good one. I have watched first season, but admittedly I haven't continued on. So I'm glad you watched some of that. And you know what? <laughs> what? I have a friend who's joining us today who also really loves Married at First Sight Australia. Woohoo! <laughs> awesome. Someone we could just talk loads about. That's like that's great. Who's your friend? Angela. Hello. Hi, Angela. Hi, Welcome everyone. To the show. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for joining us. But yeah, let's talk about Married at First Sight Australia. I don't know what season I watched, but season six, the latest what? one in the UK. They're up to six already. I watched season one. <laughs> I think it's season six. Oh. Is, that, is that the one with Jessica? Jessica, Innes. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Cam and Jules, obviously. Mm-hmm. The iconic golden couple that actually, Chrissy, do, should we mention or are you going to watch it? No, I'm not going to watch it. I'm, I mean, <laughs> I was at one. I didn't even realize it got to six. So, Yeah, you're like, oh, I have so many to get through. You really don't have to watch the first five. Just go to this one. <laughs> but, yeah, there was actually one couple on there that Angela just mentioned, Cam and Jules, and he actually proposed to her at the end, <gasps> like for real. For real. Oh, are they still together? Yeah, they're yep. still together, <sighs> properly married, and they've got a baby. <gasps> yeah, I know. <laughs> no, exactly. Oh, so this is a success story then? It is, but then lots of people were saying, you know, all the haters were like, they were they were together before the show, they knew each other because obviously you both what? are from Australia. So, you you know, it's a really big country, right? So if you're from Tasmania <laughs> and then you're from Perth, what are the chances <laughs> that you're going to be together? But they were both from Sydney <sighs> and all of that stuff and mm. people were like, they knew each other. It can't have been that easy because they fell in love in like four weeks, which uh, is just incredible to me. But I guess it's oh. like it's a relationship on speed, though, isn't it? Like they're together twenty four seven. Exactly. Yeah, all those romance haters, tisk tisk. It's real. It's real. I guess what they made was love at first sight. Then, well, exactly, yeah. love at first yeah. sight. Yeah, when they walk down the aisle, but obviously you, they don't technically get married really which I think the UK mm. one they do actually it's you're you're allowed to get legally married to someone you don't know which is weird yeah but yeah obviously there were lots of like in all of these reality tv shows especially Married at First Sight Australia there were some like people that you love to hate I don't know Amanda who mm. did you love to hate the most oh Jess yeah. Jess was a standout star she could take that crown easy <laughs> what, what, what's Jess about who is she tell us 
quickly. Blonde, trout pout, let me think, tramp stamp probably. Oh, <laughs> oh, tramp stamp. She yeah. probably fulfills all that criteria and she was the one that everyone loved to hate because she was controversial. Oh, I was about to swear. <laughs> um, yes, she was very controversial and she's kind of like did the, um, what would you say, the equivalent of sort of, I guess, cheating on her husband, kind of liked another guy. Yeah had eyes for him and flirted with the other dude. What, another dude on the show? Yeah. So she was matched with this guy who, so yeah, that description's spot on. And the guy she was matched with was called Mitch. No, Mitch? Mick. 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 And um, <laughs> he was like from, I don't know what part of Australia he was from, but some kind of. Uh, from Queensland where I'm from. Oh. <laughs> like, do, really- you, do you happen to know Mitch then? Do you know him? I, I absolutely know Mick. <laughs> I saw him down at the local bottle <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not from I'm not from Gympie. I'm from the more prestigious town of Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, so he was like a country farmer, uh, wore like work boots all the time, and she's this like yeah blonde hair, trout pout, and they they were like, oh my god, this could be a really good match. And you're thinking you're matching them for TV, which is obviously great anyway. Yeah, she then cheated, like she liked this other guy, but rather than letting Mick go and ending the experiment, so to speak. You both have to agree to leave the show. But she kept saying stay so she could get to know this other guy. So that's why everyone really didn't like her because they were like, we're stringing Nick along and making him stay there. And he was like, I do like her. I know we're really different. But everyone's heart, I think my heart went out to Mick. I was like, he's such a nice guy. And yes, he wears work boots to an evening dinner party. (laughs) But you know, no no one's perfect. (laughs) I I don't want to play to the stereotype, but... How long is his hair? Oh, it's not a mullet. Is that what you're thinking? (laughs) But he did wear thongs and he wore his like stubbies, which are like, you know, the equivalent of the shorts, basically, for anyone who's not Aussie. For clarifying, when Amanda said thong, she meant flip-flop. I was sorry, I forgot to clarify that part too. (laughs) Okay, guys, it's getting racy on here. Thongs already this time. Yeah. Yeah. So so apart from Mary at First Sight Australia – are there other shows that sort of play to that matching aspect? Like one comes to mind is Love is Blind. It's similarly yeah. trashy if you like. Yeah, Love is Blind. I really liked that, but it was so cringy. I was watching it just thinking, oh, no, I'm not sure. But I, I guess it does highlight like everyone is so focused on looks. And my experience of like that kind of side of dating is everything's on app. So it's all about photos and you don't really mm. get to know someone. So I feel like it does focus on that part, which was nice and really different. And and again, I think some of those, the one I watch with, um, I think his name's Cameron, and I can't remember her name. Oh, yeah, um, the African-American yeah, woman. Um, with her. And yeah. they're still married years later <gasps> as well. I know. Oh, wow. uh, and they've got like a YouTube yeah. channel and, yeah, they're doing really well. They, um, they were, you can just see the chemistry on screen. So, Amanda, for your benefit, Love is Blind is, I guess it's like, the voice singing competition but dating each one just chat you don't see each other and if you think by chatting and you like the voice and the topics you can choose to meet each other is this an american show or british show american is on netflix oh uh, because i have watched a show but i forgot if that was the name of it and yeah you don't get to see each other and you just go into individual rooms yes, and you talk the one. oh okay so <laughs> i have watched it without realizing there you go <laughs> that made an impression then 
I watched, yes, I watched that whole season. <laughs> I mean, apart from that, other ones like the serious one, I mean, serious quotes, um, Indian Matchmaker on Netflix as well. Did you guys watch that? Watched a bit yeah. of that. I watched yeah. it on your recommendation, Chrissy, actually. Oh, yes. So when we met up, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to watch it. But yeah, again, I think same with that. Like there was the people that were put on there to for you to not really like. What was her name? Her name was... That lawyer, right? Apana. Like she... Oh, yes. Yeah. So specific. Yeah, she was a lawyer. So specific and was really like... Just came across as mean, but maybe that's how they edited it together for people to not like her compared to some of the other people where they were like, oh, and she got stood up and poor her. And you're like... But I think it just goes to show how different cultures approach dating. Like the whole thing completely new to me is the whole caste system and the color of your skin even mm. within Indian culture that oh this one girl was from Guyana I think her family were from Guyana so she was the quote-unquote wrong type of Indian for this for this mm. one family and the Indian matchmaker was like oh yes no we can't match them together because the family won't actually like her so it goes it's more than the, the people together it's like the whole family is involved in the dating which is completely different to me. I'll tell you what you know surpasses cultures in all these shows, have you noticed is like, if you've got that one, as we say, controversial character, they're always the most memorable. Like we can just recollect them like that. Oh, that one. Yeah, the lawyer. Yeah, the one that said that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, they're the ones that probably have the fame after this on their Instagram accounts, you know, because you'll follow them to see what they're really up to. Did they really find love? Did they cheat again? All that jazz. Yeah. So what's your experience been like then, Angela? Do you think this show's are realistic at all because we just touched on like they're being cast in a particular mm-hmm. role their tests involve they all get cast to play a villain or a lovey-dovey couple is that real at all I guess probably like on the apps and all the various apps I've been on throughout my dating life like I think there are definitely certain apps which cater to certain types of people uh, and what type of relationship you may be looking for. Obviously, um, even though you're you're both happily married and off the dating scene, but um, you'll be aware of Tinder that, you know, that's yeah. the one where everyone goes just for sex, really. And if you're on there, you're opening yourself up to that. So I guess my experience of, of guys on those apps, they're, they're quite persistent and they don't, if I'd be like, oh, let's go for a drink, they'd be like, or I could come back to yours. And you're like, and even when I was in my twenties, I was like, I literally don't know if I fancy you. It's just a photo. So you could, I think you can like someone's appearance on a photo, but that chemistry or whether you fancy them either comes from how they talk or how they hold themselves. So I would always be really put off by that. And a lot of my friends were as well. So, so I think they probably are slightly similar, but, and I think then the apps have moved on to like, putting the the ball in the women's court so things like mm. I've not been on it but a few of my friends have been on Bumble which is where oh, the yes. girl has to I think the girl has to message first um and that kind of stuff so it kind of moves it into our domain as the women we can make the decisions it's not whether a guy just thinks you're hot have you ever when you're using the dating apps do you find that you go first to try to talk to them on the phone before you just go from app to kind of meeting up so before like COVID and the lockdown, I would probably, I get quite bored of message, like long messaging. So I would be, oh, let's just go for a drink within a few days or a week or whatever. And I probably wouldn't speak to them on the phone because I knew that was coming quite quickly and you just had so many options. But definitely since the pandemic and being locked down and then dating, uh, you know, all of my datings have been like a 15 year old going to a park with a can of pop. 
It's hilarious. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Clarify. Are you are you going to a park with a fifteen year old? No, I'm not dating. That's what it sounds like. like. <laughs> it's like when I was fifteen, going for a date in the oh, park. Oh, I got you, you now. Could, all you could do is go for a walk, right? Uh, when you because you can't get into any pubs. But during the pandemic, it was like, oh, what should we do? Let's go for a walk uh, with a drink, <laughs> and you'd be like, great. So I think um, since then, I've definitely been more inclined to either voice note them on WhatsApp or have a phone call. And I've done a couple of like uh, Zoom dates as well. So I think definitely now I probably would, well, during the COVID times, would talk to someone on the phone because I don't want to walk for an hour to meet someone to then literally be like, oh, I hate their voice. I don't like them. They're not funny. Yeah, it's a lot more pleasant. So what's a Zoom date? How does that work? Do you have to prep? (laughs) You have to, it's only 40 minutes. So if it goes terribly, who's got a premium (laughs) Zoom account? No one. So It's great. It times out after 40 minutes. You're like, I've got to go. Sorry. Um, So yeah, just, just kind of like, I guess, any kind of work meeting, you're just chatting to them. Obviously you can have a nice glass of wine rather than a cup of tea at work. Um, So yeah, I think that's, I think it's just to see what they're like and see if there's that natural conversation so obviously like when we're talking amongst friends like we're just com- conversing naturally but I've been on some dates where it's been like I've interviewed them so I'm <laughs> I'm the only one talking and then they answer the question I'm like oh so where did you grow up and they're like sorry and and I'm like now you now you ask me where I'm from or you ask me what I do but I've been on some where it's been just one way and I'm like I'm chatty but phew. Yeah, but do you find like you need to prepare topics? Like here are my three go-to topics in case it dries out. Um, yeah, so I do have like some classic like date date questions that I'd ask. So like if I feel like, oh, I just want to know a bit about them, you do that classic question of if you had a dinner party, who would be your six guests? Just so you can kind of see what they're into and whether them saying, oh, yeah, I love all music. And then actually they'd be like, oh, I just invite really boring people. So I think you can tell a lot about that I'd also say things like what would be your death row meal that would be if the conversation's like <laughs> that's a good yeah. one so, I like that you know you, you can kind of see if you're compatible if if their food choices are like way off and you're like oh you haven't got curry on there and they'd be like oh I don't like curry I'd be like oh oh no we can't that's out. a deal that's breaker, a deal breaker. <laughs> don't like curry and you don't like pizza that sounds a bit like dinner date yeah like, pick from the menu and you're like oh like the way this person's jazzed up the menu items or what they've got on offer yes. I haven't watched dinner date for years but yeah that is a good one actually but yeah I do have a few questions but I think when it's a good date you don't have to you're not thinking about it you're just having that normal yeah. conversation aren't you but yeah if it's going south and you're like I just pull out a few of those questions and hope it brings it back on track so do you actually for the zoom dates do you dress up like you're going out on a real date in real life I mean I'll put some makeup on yes uh, other than that, sweatpants. yeah exactly I'll be in joggers yeah because I'm at home I'm not gonna I'm gonna wait top, top half, half. yeah up. exactly like top half fine bottom yeah. half slippers joggers <laughs> they're never gonna know but do you think zoom dates goes some way to bridge that gap of meeting someone in person and then has it ever progressed to a second date yeah definitely I've done a few where it's been uh, like a zoom date and then we've met up But again, like in the last year, all it's been is like going for walks, meeting in the middle. But yeah, like sometimes it's either cemented me. Oh, yeah, I do want to go out and see them again. Or 
other times it's like, oh, there's nothing there. Like one guy, I think I spoke on the phone to for like a week, but for like two hours every night, just to kind of, because we got on really well and we just talked about random stuff. Um, and then we met up like a week later and then it turned out he was not the height he said he was. And he was actually <laughs> the same height as me. I'm only five foot six. So I don't mind a short guy. Like, fine. I don't mind. I don't need someone who's six foot four, but he was my height. He was also Australian. But then he was like, oh, no, mate, you're really tall for a girl. And I was like, I'm the height I said I was, mate. I don't know what you're chatting about. So the bit that turned you off is the fact that he lied about his height, really, as opposed to yeah. his actual height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Height. He lied about yeah. it. and But then he just said, oh, but I don't really know how uh, the, the system works here. Like, I'm used to writing in centimetres. And I was like, that's fine, but... There is something called the internet, which will tell you how, <laughs> if you think you're 180 centimetres, it will tell you how, how big you are. Angela, is he the guy you mentioned to me before about working in a hotel? And- in a hotel, yes, that's him. Yes. Yes, that, and then that progressively went very south after that. He uh, also had some racist attitude, didn't he? He did, yes. Um, mm. Yeah, because it was around the time of the Black Lives Matter, George Floyd stuff, and... I'd watched the video and I, it was like really playing heavily on my mind. And I messaged him one day to, and this was probably like a week after we'd met and I'd still liked him. Like we got on well and the height didn't put me off that much. He, he was, he was attractive. Um, but yeah, then the week later we were talking about it and he was like, Oh, I don't know what you're going on about. And I was like, what, what do you mean? And then I broached the subject of white privilege. He was always, he was white as well. And he just like denied it, out and out denied it. And I just went, hang on. I tried to like send him some books and stuff that I'd seen on Instagram and things like that. Because I was like, I'm trying to be a better ally as well as a white woman. Um, But he just like completely said, white privilege doesn't exist. And I said, try to give him an example. Like when you're driving your car, do you ever think, oh, I may be pulled over by the police for doing absolutely nothing? He was like, no, I don't. And I said, well, I think, you know, if you were black or ethnic minority, that probably does play on your mind a lot if you're driving a nice car or even not a very nice car. It could happen any time or people cross the street because they think you may mug them or whatever just because you're black, like trying to get it to resonate with them and it just didn't happen. And then I was talking to a group of friends and one of my friends said something which really resonated with me. She was like, do you know what? When when someone like shows you who they are, you should believe them. Like that's his true self. So yeah you've spent a few weeks talking to him you've learned your lesson you're not going to hang out with him you're not going to try and make him better so just move on so I think that's really now when I'm dating I just think if there is what so to speak all of these dating shows say red flags if there's one of those I just think let's move on I'm not going to try and waste my time like yeah I don't know I tried to help him and make him see but he just dug his heels in and yeah so yeah, that was one of the early dating disasters of COVID 2020. That's a big red flag. Really well. big red flag, like just not something I'm going to tolerate. And people, I don't want to surround myself with those kind of people. So I was glad it happened early on. And that's again what my friend said. They said, well, you know, luckily it didn't happen six months later. <laughs> and you're falling in love with him <laughs> and you find out he's a racist. Yeah. And I called him that. I called him out. And he said, oh, I don't like that you're saying those words to me. And I said... It does not sound like a match made in heaven there. not someone I want to take to my parents. No. Well, actually, I have a question in regards to sort of, I don't want to use the word criteria, but sort of, I can't think of a better word, is 
Do you think through, you know, your experiences or maybe even just as people say, as you get older, you're sort of more confident about what you're looking for in the person? And so, you know how, you, as you said, look, we don't want to waste each other's times, you know, no, this is not going to work out. Do you think you're faster in making that decision nowadays in terms of, you know, going, yeah, of course I give people a chance. I'm open-minded, but I can I can identify those things quicker now about what I'm looking for. So I kind of know when I want to cut it off. Yeah, definitely. I think, and, and it's also, and then I guess on the flip side of that, it's knowing that at the age I am now, I'm totally aware that I'm very set in some of my ways. Like I know that I have <laughs> annoyances and things which is, you know, as a partner, they probably be like, why do you do that? That's really annoying. But I think that there are definitely some things where, which really I look for more, like, you know, a strong work ethic, someone, and it's not like you have to love your job or whatever, but, you know, someone who, who wants to, to work hard, but then also wants to go out and do similar stuff to me. Like I love going out and doing things. Um, but I also love watching Netflix as well. But I think I am much quicker to make those decisions now that I'm older and I'm more sure in myself that I'm not just going, oh, well, I just want to date this person because I don't want to be single. Like, I literally don't care. <laughs> and I've been single for like most of my, my like, I'm just a single person. Um, I date a lot, but I generally am like, I'm happy and complete in my life. I don't need that other person to like, complete me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm That's a very healthy. Yeah, energy. I'm a complete person. And I think it'd be great to have someone when I'm older to, you know, hang out with or to zip up my dresses if I can't do it myself because I'm a bit old <laughs> um but I'm not desperate you know I've got a few friends who are like just dating apps and it's very clear that they're just very desperate to find someone and you're just like I, d- I don't want to settle mm. for someone I'm interested in what you think about this so there are trends or there are dramas indicating that in the future you can take a DNA sample and you can find your perfect match. So for example, Netflix got this drama called The One. You literally take your hair and it will tell you based on some chromosome, your best match with this particular person. So you then go on and find each other and live this meaningful life. Do you see this trend happening in real life? And what's your thought? Like, do you think that's something you would be interested in? Because Tinder apps, for example, it's quite superficial on looks. Yeah, I did actually watch that show and it scared the hell out of me. Mainly because, again, like the lead female role, she was made out to be some really horrible woman, wasn't she? But yeah, it's really interesting, that sense of your DNA. There's someone who's perfectly matched to you. I I don't buy into the one. There's, I don't know how many billions of people on this planet. You just happen to bump into someone who you like the look of and you get on with great I don't I don't think there's this one perfect person for everyone you know I haven't been to many parts of the world there could be someone I get on really well with in I don't know outer Mongolia I haven't been there so I'm <laughs> not, not going to find him but I, I don't know I feel like some of the apps and again I haven't experienced all of them like I've never really gone on the paid for apps like the ones where you do like the personality tests like eHarmony and, and match and those ones I haven't really done those but I think and those ones feel like they're more towards that like finding those like specific things which link you to another person and make you a good match but I I don't think I buy into that whole the one on a light-hearted tone so no lockdown no constraints everything's open what is your ideal first date ideal first date I think oh so it's tricky because I love food so I would just be like yeah let's go for dinner but then also in my heart and like if it's awful you're trapped there for at least two courses so you're like Ugh. so I feel like I think just going for a drink it sounds boring but going to a nice pub 
you can have a couple of drinks and then go from there. Like I'm over the going for a walk. I never want to go on a walking date ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Overrated. I was just going to ask you if all these COVID changes would last. So not really then. I mean, yeah, like go for a walk with someone, but I'm not going to like when they say, what do you want to do? I would say, let's go for a drink. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I love going to galleries. I love going to museums, but I feel like that's like a good, like third, fourth date when you're doing something, but a good first date, I think just have a drink. That's it. Cause, cause again, like the dinner aspect, if you really don't like them does, kind of, you have to stay there. I, I totally hear everything you're saying because, like you said, you don't want to get locked in to having to sit down for, like, you know it's going to be a couple of hours. The walking is just the focus is really on the conversation, whereas at least with a drink you can, well, you don't always have to be talking. You can be drinking. You can break it up by going to the bar to get another drink, and it, drinks are quick. So, as you said, if it's really awful, you can just check out pretty quickly from exactly. it too. Exactly, so. and if you've got some good mates on hand, you can just be like, text them when they've gone to the toilet and be like, can you call me in 20 minutes and get me out of here? <laughs> That's interesting. Have you ever had to do that, get a mate to rescue you from a date? I don't think I have because I think they've gone. They've kind of, the other person has known, and it's not always been me deciding. I think it's sometimes been mutual that we just go – it was a couple of weeks ago, I went on a date and he randomly bought me some pick a mix as a gift, which everyone I've told is like, wow, that's really nice. And I'm like, so sweet. Yeah, bought, some, <laughs> bought a massive bag of sweets, which must have cost him a lot of money. And then I instinctively felt bad because I, on site, like, didn't really fancy him. And then we had a chat for about an hour and a half and it was a weeknight. So I was yawning a little bit and he was like, oh, do you want to go? And I just went, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's like damn these bag of sweets did yeah. not sweeten her up at exactly. all <laughs> went straight in my backpack took them home um but I'll take those thanks yeah exactly <laughs> like lovely guy but it was just a friend's vibe and we got like we spoke for like an hour and a half but there was nothing there so I was just like let's just not uh prolong this anymore and then to his credit he didn't like bombard me of text messages afterwards or anything I think he kind of got the hint of no thanks oh, good on him so I remember Back, back when you know the dating days speaking about like you know the whole concept about like oh should it be dinner or should it be drinks that sort of thing it's playing on that idea and it was like the whole oh what's a um high value night or day and so it was kind of like because what kind of message do you want to convey I think probably we we're just overthinking a lot of this but it was like oh Friday nights mm, high value oh Saturday nights high value sort of sort of like on a scale on a gradient of things nighttime dates were always placed higher value than it was on a daytime date and then Friday and Saturday would trump like any other day in the week so it's all like all these logistics did you ever think about that stuff too Angela or was that literally overthinking it I think when I was like younger and in my 20s like I would never go on a date on a Friday Saturday because that was when me and my mates would go out to a club and get ridiculously drunk and I think now, like I've got a routine, like I go to the gym Monday and Wednesday night, nothing's changing that. I'm not, I'm not going to change that for you. So then it would have to be either be a Tuesday or a Thursday. Cause again, like Fridays is like friend territory <laughs> and stuff like that. And then maybe I'd do like a Sunday day date. Cause Sundays again are quite precious mm. to me because it's like the end of the weekend. Mm. But yeah, I totally get with that, the high value of, yeah, you, do, do you want to lock in a Saturday evening? And then it just not be very good. And it's like some of your weekends gone. Like as a Monday to Friday worker, it's like those two, those two days are precious. I want to, I want to really hang on to them. So 
so yeah but I think now I probably it's more when can you actually meet because our diaries are so full that actually two like people in their mid-30s are busy so it's actually just like when can you meet up and sometimes it's been oh I can't do this week oh I can't do the next week so actually you're then like three weeks later into meeting someone and then you have to keep that like text chat going on for that long that's Mm. why for me if I've matched with someone and we get on over messages for a couple of days I will even as a woman I don't care I'll just say if they're if they're not going to say anything I'll just say do you fancy going for a drink always 10 out of 10 they'll always say yes and I'm like I don't really mind that I've asked them oh yeah I think we need to get over those sort of traditional sort of views don't we about "Mm, guys should really ask me first guys should pay for the first date exactly I split drinks like yeah date I went on last week we did rounds and he was like are you sure and I was like yes I've got a job (laughs) (laughs) yes I'm independent I'm financially equipped and I can buy you a beer you're okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe he was like oh it's just because you've come in you're like your you're joggers and your sweat so I wasn't sure <laughs> you look like you haven't brushed your hair for a week and I'd like that that is true <laughs> I haven't oh I guess I just really want to know like what's the future going to be like do you have any tips and hints for people you know you've got all this knowledge mm. that you've gathered and you know you mentioned you're quite sure of yourself now and you know what works and what mm-hmm. doesn't are there any wisdom you could pass on to people out there, regardless of their gender persuasion, who is trying to date? Yeah, I would say of the photos a person's chosen, they've got to be their best photos or the photos they think are their best. And I'm going off apps, which I've used the most, like Tinder, Happen, uh, Hinge, and those kind of things, which are photo-led. If all of their photos, they've got sunglasses on, do not match with them because <laughs> there's clearly... I've done it and I've been bitten. If you're not going to show your eyes, don't go on that date, which what, is very shallow of me. Sunglasses? Yeah, what happened? Just yeah, what happened? look odd without sunglasses on. <laughs> it's like um, any like famous people. Like, have you ever seen Pitbull without his sunglasses on? No, because oh, yeah. or Tiny Temper, <laughs> all of those like random rappers who only wear sunglasses, they take them off and you're like, whoa, you look massively different. So on a superficial level, just look at the photo. And I think Hinge is the one I'm on at the moment. And that kind of does set, they set like standards of you, your opening photo should be a profile photo of your face. Um, you should have like a full length photo so people can see what you look like totally. So I think th- those things, I think Hinge is quite good at that kind of making sure you've got a variety of photos. And I would just say like, if, if when you're talking to someone or you've matched with them and you've exchanged numbers and something just doesn't feel right, don't go on the date. or I think have a phone call first and always and again I guess in this kind of the world we live in now always tell your friends where you're going like don't be embarrassed that you're going on a date and that you found someone on the app everyone's doing it I think be open and honest with your friends I always tell my housemates where I'm going just so they know and can contact me like if I don't get in touch with them so I think always tell people where you're going and especially like you don't know them, they are a stranger. Yeah, sounds sensible. So be safe. Your your safety is is the top thing. And yeah, tell people where you're going. And yeah, if it doesn't feel right, just leave. And also, you can handily ask for Angela in any kind of pub. But there's a thing now which says ask for Angela. Oh if you yeah, feel like um, true. Your something's not right. So yeah, that would be what I would say. Good tips. No sunglasses. Do a bit of messaging first before investing your time. And safety first. Safety first. Always, yes. Great. 
Thanks so much for joining us today, Angela. They were some good tips and lovely to hear your view on the different TV shows. Yeah, it was very interesting. Thank you. I feel like there's plenty more stories as well that we need to cover at some point, whether it's be appropriate for this or not, but you know. We'll go to the pub and I'll tell you all about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I can buy this round. <laughs> yeah, this round. I can even get you a glass of champagne. Wow, what a treat. Thank you. Now we've had our Zoom date, our three-way Zoom date. We're good to go. Excellent. Definitely date twos on the cards. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Thanks very much. Bye. 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 Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, The Catch Up with Amanda and Christina, to get the latest episodes. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcast apps. Give us a five-star review if you enjoyed our podcast and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at catchup_pod. underscore pod. We would love to hear from you, so leave those comments.